This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but instead of burgers and pies, we sling interesting facts, uses, stories, and ephemera about a single ingredient each episode. This episode. <laughs> no. no. I say who I am. Sorry. I'm getting excited. Oh, you're I, into I'm it. not even okay. listening. I'm just thinking about I forgot what I'm to say, say that I am Ben Virtual and I am joined by my co-host, Emily Naismith. Hello, Emily. Hello, Ben. I'm speaking with urgency because I know you are excited about this ingredient, mm. peanut butter. All past Ingredipedia episodes have been leading up to this. This is the pinnacle. It's all downhill from here. This is our peanut butter episode. It's my obsession. It's the meaning of life for me at the moment. I've got 10 jars on the go at once. It's my real, real passion and hobby and I'm very very excited I had I've written four facts tonight and I just had to dump one <laughs> because I um yeah and we're just very into it and researching in my own time and yeah I'm into it let's go okay, okay. hey um, next time I do four facts just dump one my way I could use all the help I can get then as you know I rarely shut up about peanut butter like I eat it a lot I love it. You've got a lot of opinions. <laughs> I do. When I choose the wrong brand <laughs> and share it with you, yeah. it doesn't go well. No. We, we avoid that one. <laughs> um, my favorite, favorite thing to eat peanut butter with is banana. That's just like the ultimate, ultimate pairing of any two foods, really. Mm. Yeah, I just honestly, I crave it all the time. I don't know what it is, but maybe my body needs potassium and like whatever nuts have. But um, <laughs> Protein? Yeah, protein. <laughs> um, but... Do you have any favorite peanut butter combos? Uh, I mean, peanut butter and honey was was mm. my go-to growing up. That was always... And, yeah, my kids are into that now. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I also love peanut butter on, like, toasted raisin bread or a toasted hot cross bun. Mm. Or, like, apple. You kind of like it on everything, Or though. chocolate <laughs> yeah. or pretzels or it is yogurt. Good with, yeah, it's good with chocolate. <laughs> like, yeah, dig out. Like, yeah. get some sea salt chocolate. Mm. Dig out a big hunk of peanut butter. That, mm. Yeah, that's a good combo. But I want to branch out today. Ooh. And there are some weird peanut butter combinations suggestions on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, um, but So we're going to try some today. But to set some parameters, I'm looking for something that combines with peanut butter to create something more than the sum of their parts. Mm. And they also can't involve any cooking, which is a key thing for a snack. Like you just <laughs> want to scoop some peanut butter out, put it on something and make the magic happen. Yep. So I've got four of the weirdest ones from the depths of Reddit to try. So let's try them out and see if any are purely magical. Okay. All right. So the first combination we're going to try is a p- pickles and peanut butter. Yeah, that was always going to happen. When's anchovies coming up? <laughs> I didn't actually read about anchovies what? and peanut butter. There okay. you go. Thank you. Oops. Peanut butter and pickles. feel like an, an expectant mother in the 1950s or something. Yeah, I, I like it. It's good. It's not bad. Does it add anything to... Oh, yeah, true. That was the parameters. Um, mm. 
It's not as good as a banana and peanut butter, but it's a still a good snack. Not a bad snack. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Messy. Yeah. There's peanut butter everywhere. <laughs> Is it better than a pickle wrapped in strawberry fruit roll-up? Well, yes. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> that was really intense. Yeah. It was good, but very intense. You couldn't eat the whole pickle. No, true. We just ate a whole pickle with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next on the list, cheddar cheese and peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. With no other delivery device, just... No, there's no um, vessels, as they say. <laughs> Thank you. Just cheese and peanut butter. Slice of cheese to peanut butter. This one's better. Mm. It's creamy. They're both kind of creamy It together. is. It does kind of leave... It's a little bit, you know, mouth's a bit coated after it, whereas the pickle cut through the... That's true. Pickle, cheese, and peanut See, butter. See, there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> I've eaten all the cheese. Now you're talking. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> I've eaten all the pickle. Um, all right. Yeah. yeah, it lacks a acid, sharp acid component. All right, now we're doing spoons because we're getting um, some sriracha. Oh, Okay. This is just like a magic bag you've got there. Like yeah. just stuff keeps coming out of it. I'm not sure of the quantities, but I'm assuming not as much. Um, this is good too. Mm. <laughs> so he's got that acid. Mm. What about pickles, cheese, sriracha <laughs> and peanut butter? Now you're talking. <laughs> yep. And I actually, the fourth one, final one, is Doritos. Maybe if we combine them yes. all, that would be like the ultimate. Well, definitely the sriracha. You like that one the best? No, I just think I feel oh, like yeah, combining that. Yeah. yeah, but this is the peanut butter episode. Well, it is. It's true. Oh. Okay. Mouth's burning. We should have done sriracha last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cheese Dorito, cheese supreme. Yep, cheese supreme. Cheese supreme. Mmm, so good. <laughs> I'm getting a bit coaty again, though. Deal with it. That's part of the joy of eating peanut <laughs> no, butter. The flavors <laughs> are bang on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Reddit knows what it's doing. Yeah. I feel like nothing's as good as banana and peanut butter, mm. but they're all very good. Yeah. I mean, they're on par with celery and peanut butter and carrot and peanut butter, which are classic peanut butter combinations. I would do Doritos and peanut butter again. Mm. Right. Maybe. And we will. Yeah, maybe in like two <laughs> minutes after I've got through this next fact. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna foreshadow a bit of a theme. My trio of facts will explore different facets of American life. Okay. Um, because peanut butter is a very American thing. It was invented there. It was. It, it's it's kind of part of the popular culture. And so I want to f- start my first fact. With a moment from the 1985 John Hughes film, The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the d- detention-bound school kids unpack their lunches, uh, you know, the the princess has sushi in, in a kit. And, uh, the, the burnout doesn't have anything. He needs to go to a, a vending machine. But the nerd, Brian Johnson, played by Anthony Michael Hall, has his lunch unpacked by the rebel, John Bender. And as he unpacks it, he says... 
PB&J with the crust cut off. In that moment, that like PB&J, peanut butter and jelly or jam with the crust cut off, to me, in my psyche as a kid watching a movie far too old for me, um, it really cemented as like the quintessential American lunch. So mm. um, there you go. Do you want to try yeah, some? I've got yeah. some PB&J with the crust God, cut off. God, this looks delicious. Yum. Do we eat it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Such a good combo. Didn't mention that before. No. But worth mentioning, PB&J, the quintessential wholesome all-American lunch. But how did it become thus? Well, Emily. It's not to do with the Civil War. And listeners, (laughs) you'll be happy to know that the answer is World War II. Okay. True story. Uh, According to the US... Yes. According to the US Army website, I'm, I'm worried about my retargeting because I definitely spent a bit of time on there. They'll be like, this guy's receptive to our messaging. Um, yeah, there's some, some weird cookies going on in my, in my background. Um, yeah, according to the US Army website, uh, this is an article literally about peanut butter and jelly. Mentioned PB&J to an American soldier, and many can recall making that perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich to hit the spot when their stomach needed a quick, tasty snack. Soldiers in both World Wars, the Korean War and Vietnam War, were issued a one and a half ounce can of creamy peanut butter in their rations. Mm. Most of the cans were issued in B-ration kits along with crackers and grape jelly. So the trio of peanut butter, jelly and bread seems to have collided for soldiers during World War I initially. Many of them began taking the bread ration, peanut butter spread and Concord grape jelly and adding them together to stretch their rations. Throughout World War II, soldiers continued to create PB&J sandwiches from the ingredients in their B ration kits and meat shortages during the wars. We've talked a lot about rationing, meat shortages. I feel like we talk about that quite a bit. We do for some reason. Mm. Uh, Made the sandwiches an important protein source. Yes. Uh, One peanut butter sandwich contains at least six grams of protein and over three grams of dietary fiber. Uh, maybe that's what your body is craving when you... Perhaps. <laughs> uh, it's also rich in vitamin E and magnesium. Uh, add jelly to the sandwich and you have about 15 grams of carbohydrates, giving you plenty of energy. So this is what the army are thinking about. Yeah, it's like, right. you know, an army marches on its stomach. So PB&J is a, is a great source of yeah, protein, carbs, magnesium, uh, vitamin E. So... The soldiers then brought PB&J home with them and along with advances in peanut butter technology, making it more widespread, um, which it was uh, about the sort of the around the 1920s, the, basically the, the founder of Skippy peanut butter found a way of, of making the, the, the nuts and the oil kind of homogenized. So is Skippy peanut butter not Australian? No. That's so interesting. No, it's American. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also the introduction of sliced bread yeah. being much more available. And uh, you said can of peanut butter. Yeah, they like, came in. They came in little cans in the the ration kits. Yeah, um, there is. I did find a video uh, online of somebody eating uh, a can of peanut butter from the Korean War um, just a few years ago, and it actually <laughs> it oh. lasted okay. Um, so it's also yeah, long lasting, easy to store, um, and yeah. So the confluence of factors of um, peanut butter technology. Sliced bread being readily available, cheaper and more readily available jellies after World War II, um, spread PB&J to the household and into Brian Johnson's lunchbox. But we can thank both of the world wars for the genius introduction of peanut butter and jelly. Mm. Also, just to build on this, another combo, peanut butter (laughs) and lemon curd. 
as as a as a difference to jam. It That's also delicious. That one's not on the US Army website. Okay. Well, see. maybe maybe in a future war they'll have those <laughs> okay. ones that you can research in that. <laughs> Ben, I have a lot to fit in this episode. Could talk about peanut butter for years. Oh <laughs> um, we, we could really do a whole, like, ten episode season like of a whole it. arc. Mm. Um, so this one for me is kind of like a list of peanut butter hacks that I've found through my obsession mm-hmm. and a new one that I'm keen to try out okay. for the first time. So firstly, talking baking. If you're making choc chip cookies, you absolutely need to swap out half the chocolate chips for... Reese's Pieces peanut butter baking chips. Okay. They're so good. It's like a DIY Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. But in cookie form and it's delicious. Anyway, second. Do you I, have some of those? No. Oh, no. I've got something else, all right? all right? Second is the storage of peanut butter. You have to store it upside down so the oil doesn't separate. Ah. I don't know why it works better upside down and it doesn't separate, but it really works. I've never thought of that. Okay. Yeah. Like I bought like five new jars of peanut butter the other day for research (laughs) and they're all like separated when I bought them but like turn them upside down the next day they're all perfectly mixed ready to go okay okay third hack is the one I haven't tried so as I was exploring the depths of the peanut butter substack on reddit I came across some people mentioning the ultimate McDonald's hack which involves peanut butter um so there's lots of ultimate McDonald's hacks floating around the internet at the moment, but um, I haven't heard of this one. So they said, I for decades heard about peanut burgers from the Midwest and, it, and ignored it, but then finally broke down and tried one. Take a cheap-ass McDonald's burger, order it plain, no condiments, no pickles, spread on some peanut butter, then nuke it for 10 seconds to warm up the peanut butter. Best damn burger I've ever had from McDonald's. I Mm. never order them any other way now. Just never skip heating up the peanut butter because it tastes waxy, nasty otherwise. Okay. Let's try it. Okay, so I got a cheeseburger earlier this evening. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, did that say cheeseburger? It said hamburger. It's a cheeseburger, okay, but I got it with a steamed bun because that's the ori- that's the like Macca's hack that's going around at oh. the moment to make your cheeseburgers better. Okay. Oh wait, you're talking about what they said? Yeah. No, they said a plain ass hamburger with no condiments. Yeah, well pickle. they mean cheese. Who would order a burger without any cheese? No, I've seen other things on the internet, and some people say like add it to the burger. I'm okay with the cheese. I'm just trying to well be accurate. Okay, well. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck would order a burger without cheese, so please keep your comment to yourself. All right, fine. Um, and then we're going to get some peanut butter and spread it onto the bottom bun. Mm-hmm. And this is crunchy peanut butter. I think I read a few other things that said it's best to use crunchy. Yeah, but just crunchy in general is better. <sighs> We've got to talk about that. Whoa, really? I Smooth. agree with you, but um, I've like had crunchy my whole life. And then after having a kid, you only have to have smooth peanut butter because they choke on nuts oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then I... Um, Should I have done that? <laughs> Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> Survive. Um, 
But now I'm kind of really into smooth. Like I like them both. Okay. There's different times and places for uh, each. Yeah, but okay. yeah. on a banana, I do prefer smooth <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> Stop talking about banana. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So I'm going to go mi- microwave this. Okay. We have the cheeseburger with peanut butter added. I'm excited. How long did you microwave it for? 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Oh my okay. God. The steamed bun looks so good. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> it's good. Hmm. It's not as good as a Macca's cheese bag with pickles and yeah. tomato sauce. Is and it better? Mustard. Mm. It's not better. No. Would it be better if the pickle was still in it? <sighs> oh, I only brought two pickles. I've already <laughs> eaten them. <laughs> I feel like it's just missing that mm. missing that little bit of yeah. acid. Or even with a tomato sauce, like and mm. mustard. Maybe just leave that in there. Yeah. Because it is good. Mm. It is good. Like, I'd probably give this 7 out of 10 as far as cheeseburgers go. Yeah. But, like, just a regular cheeseburger mm. is, like... 10 out of 10. 10, right. 11. That's Pushing 11. <laughs> <laughs> Even Chef Andy Herndon, who we yep. spoke to a few weeks ago, mm. he, he, he agrees. agrees. Yep. So, yeah. There's some peanut butter hacks. This is delicious. Yeah, I'll pay it. Okay, the second in my trio of peanut butter, and American culture, Emily. Mm. Peanut butter is so American that Stranger Things Season 4 has an entire subplot based around the fact that peanut butter is so American that it's banned in Soviet-era Russia. I didn't know that because I would have maybe continued watching that if I knew there was a peanut butter subplot because I couldn't get through the first episode because I got too scared. Oh, uh, yeah, it is scary. But, um, you know, I guess the comic relief uh, it comes from uh, a smuggler named Yuri. Yuri has a whole plot line based around smuggling peanut butter into Soviet-era Russia because it's been banned. So the question is, and this is what a lot of people have been Googling, is, is it true? Was peanut butter so quintessentially American that the Russians just would not allow it. This is an article from Screen Rant. Uh, when Stranger Things Season 4 introduces Russian smuggler Yuri, who carries American goods from his fish and fry shop in Alaska, the oddball character explains why peanut butter is such a hot commodity for his customers. When adding loads of Jif peanut butter jars into his airplane, Yuri reveals that peanut butter is banned in the motherland, with the crunchy style being his personal favourite. But the notion that it was actually banned in the nation might just be exaggerated. Mm-hmm. In reality, it doesn't seem that Russia ever imposed an official ban on peanut butter but rather it was nearly impossible to find in the Soviet Union during the 1980s. Since the United States is the biggest manufacturer of peanut butter, with other countries not having the same obsession with the spread, it's likely that Cold War tensions between America and Russia made the product virtually impossible to transport and to find in Yuri's homeland. Even today, peanut butter is noted as one of the most significant missing foods in Russia, where it's typically only found in high-end markets. Uh, in health food stores and major supermarket chains. So I feel like maybe it's not the country for you. No, I, I, I should never go to Russia. Um, I was re- like the fact that some countries don't have obsessions with peanut butter like baffles me. Like I was reading that in general, Europeans eat a tablespoon of peanut butter per person a year compared to Americans that eat three pounds, which is like 1.3 kilos of peanut <laughs> yeah, butter per right. person a year. 
Um, How do you get that? Probably little... Russians eat even less. Well, yeah, they can't this. find it. It's, yeah. it's it's a missing food. Um, so yeah, fact cleared up, not banned, but rare enough that it might as well have been in 1984, and even still in 2023. Mm, and I might watch Stranger Things. <laughs> There's a whole peanut butter <laughs> thing in there. Go for it. So, I think we've established that I like peanut butter, correct? (laughs) Yep. I don't think I've ever disliked anything that has peanut butter in it, from Mm. memory. Um, So, when I came across an Australian website talking about perhaps the strangest use of peanut butter, my interest was piqued. What Just off the top of your head, what do you think the strangest use of peanut butter could be? Uh, I don't know, some sort of like... um Balm or uh, topical cream okay, usage yeah, for, <laughs> for an abrasion. Yeah, for okay. A, for a rash. Well, I'm interested in things you can consume. Like I'd probably consume that. But okay. <laughs> how do you feel about soups? Ah, I feel okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let me explain it to you. All right. I came across this on Australian Food Timeline. Great website, history website. buffs like me. Yeah. We need to get in touch with, with the lady who runs that. Yeah, that was a joke. I am not a history buff, but I um, do like the website. Um, and they linked to a recipe from 1901 for cream of peanut butter soup. Mm. So creamy peanuts. Um, it's like slightly off-putting when I first read it, especially the fact that it's from 1901. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what was the cream like? Yeah. What, what animal did that come from? But when you think about it, like it's okay to add peanut butter to Greek yogurt. That's creamy and delicious. It's it's okay. okay. I do it all the time. <laughs> okay. um, add it to porridge. Yeah. That's creamy and delicious. Yeah. Um, add it to hot chocolate. That's kind of creamy <laughs> and delicious. What? <laughs> okay. You need to live your life. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah. The, the thing that it's making me think of is... Like satay sauce, which yeah, okay. which while you know, I think we've talked about it before. I think in the peanut episode is mm. like it's not always like satay doesn't mean peanut. Satay is the style of skewered meat usually that you eat, and sometimes it's candle nut. But you know, if I'm making a satay sauce at home, I'll put peanut butter in it. Mm. And so, like, but like, what's the creamy element? Like coconut milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not freaking me out. Okay, that's good. Um. So we'll look at the recipe. It's from a um, publication called The Dawn. So it's from Sydney, 122 years ago. They said, put half a pint of peanut butter into a quart of milk. So I had to do some calculations <laughs> yes. here first, heavy maths, and add a teaspoonful of salt, a dash of pepper, a tablespoonful of grated onion, a bay leaf, a salt spoonful of celery seed or a little chopped celery tops. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about those ingredients? I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm disappointed there's no like Keen's curry powder in there or yeah. some mustard powder. It feels like that's a real 1901 thing. But yeah. I thought you might get flashbacks to the um, ring around the tuna with the grated onion. Yeah, when you said grated <laughs> onion, I did. I'm sitting in the same spot where you forced me to eat that yeah. ch- jelly with tuna in it. Yeah. Um, so then... Appetizingly, you moisten one tablespoonful of cornstarch in a little cold milk and add it to the hot milk and stir until smooth and thick. Strain through a fine sieve and serve with squares of toasted whole wheat bread. 
Nuts are sufficiently oily without adding butter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Stop yelling at us, Dawn. Put the butter away. Yeah, so last time I made a vintage recipe, you said you liked it. The tuna jelly salad thing. <laughs> I did. Did I say I liked it? I, think I said you did. it was surprisingly palatable <laughs> no. in comparison, in comparison uh, okay. to how it looked. Well, I have you on camera saying that <laughs> it's surprisingly good. Okay. Cut. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've already tried the peanut butter soup. Ah, so now Cream you're of peanut butter testing soup. it on me. <laughs> yes, but I'm happy to try it again. It seemed like some big, um, some <laughs> big quantities. <laughs> I'll give you a spoon in case you want to. I've got a spoon over here that's already got peanut butter on oh, it. Oh, no, that might taint it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. fresh spoon. I mm. mean, it's... Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's... I mean, the, the, the thing that's wrong with it mm. is that it's horrifically, like, 1901 Australia bland. <laughs> You know, like there's no... That's so true. Like it does need some Keen's curry powder and I think it'd be quite good. It makes me feel like I'm a cat when I eat it. <laughs> I think it's because of the warm milk element. Yeah. Um, but like this, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's something there's, comforting there's something, about it. Yeah, there's something textural that's good about it. Yeah, it's got something going mm. on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I I'm can't not really taste the onion. No. Or the bay leaf or the celery tops, mm. which is probably good. <laughs> but, like, there is some kind of savouriness to it, which is different to just having, like, milky peanut butter. Like, yeah. maybe that is mm. the salt and pepper and stuff coming through. I guess that's the onion as well. Yeah, but I was kind of thinking, like, it would probably be better with just the peanut butter and milk and chocolate and making it like a <laughs> – I guess that's like a duck – a hot chocolate, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was butter. thinking of ways of like, you know, do you add some kimchi or like, mm. you know, like how do you how do you spice it up or give it a little bit of texture or something? Mm. But you know, you could just turn it into a hot chocolate as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It's better than ring around the tuna. <laughs> I'll give it that. I'm moving up. Thank you. For my third fact, uh, in my trio of American culture peanut butter facts. We talked about peanut butter combinations already. Mm. Um, how were you on peanut butter and banana? I can't remember. Oh, I absolutely hate it, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I'm getting, <laughs> no. but sure. Um, there is... Oh, actually, that, that, there, is one, um, there is one combination that I forgot to mention. Okay. That I'm enjoying at the yeah. moment. Peanut butter with uh, everything... Bagel seasoning. Ah, oh, so just a spoonful of peanut butter with the seasoning? No, just on toast. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, everything bagel seasoning. That sounds really good. Yeah, because it would make it more salty. Yeah, salty. Yeah, garlicky, umami, crunchy. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's not what I'm talking about now, though. I'm talking about one combination that endures in American culture. And that is the fried peanut butter and banana sandwich, or as it is known, the Elvis. Oof. 
I've never tried this. You haven't tried it. I ha- have you made it? I'm just. I so- haven't. Oh, I haven't made it because okay. it was not gonna. It was not gonna last. It's not gonna true. carry. And I could have brought in have, my air fryer. Mm, I don't know <laughs> if an air fryer would work, but okay. maybe, maybe. Um, so it, it's called the Elvis, according to the internet, um, and the Elvis has its own Wikipedia page. The fried peanut butter and banana sandwich, sometimes with added bacon, was Elvis's favorite food. Mm, um, the king. Yeah. Delicious. But, I mean, it sounds plausible, mm. and I've read it a lot, and I've heard it a lot, and, you know, I've been to Graceland, and they sell it in the gift shop, and... Uh, like a fresh one? Uh, yeah, like you can buy it. Oh, you can buy it. At how the, good. Yeah. But I don't trust the internet. I don't even t- trust Graceland, if I'm honest. They took my money. And, no, <laughs> uh, Graceland's amazing. If you get a chance to go to Graceland, go there, even if you don't like Elvis. It's amazing. Did you have the sandwich? No, I didn't. I didn't <sighs> eat there. Um, but, so I don't trust the internet, and I wanted definitive proof that Elvis did indeed eat these sandwiches, that he liked them, mm. that he ate them. It doesn't even need to be need to be his favourite. Just that it's not just some internet rumour mm. from 1972 that caught on. The first proof point um, was, uh, this is in the Wikipedia page of the Elvis sandwich, it was mentioned in a book called Elvis and Gladys about Elvis and his mother, published in 2004. The book says he had sandwich after sandwich of his favourite, peanut butter, sliced bananas and crisp bacon. Bacon is something that seems to be added sometimes, other other times not, which is another reason that I start to get a little suspicious. Another passage describes him talking feverishly until dawn while wolfing down the sandwiches described in this instance as being made with mashed banana. So it's inconsistency. Sometimes bacon, sometimes mashed banana, sometimes sliced banana. Yeah. So that's you could a third... just be feeling different things on different days. Maybe, maybe, but I'm a sleuth. <laughs> okay. I can't let this stuff lie. So I kept digging because really this is a third-hand account published 27 years after his death. I don't know who Elvis and Gladys author, no. forgotten her name already, is. Like, come on. So with, it, with further digging, I found something very interesting. I found that real journalists <laughs> had already done the digging and found a BBC4 documentary team in 1996 had tracked down Elvis's personal chef from Graceland, Mary Jenkins Langston, and asked explicitly about his favourite sandwich. Mm-hmm. Let's cut to the tape. I said, what are we going to have for breakfast this morning? He said, fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. And I looked at him and I said, what? He said, fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. I said, I never heard of it. The first time I went in, fixed the sandwich and put it on the tree and brought it back, that wasn't right. His father was sitting there and he said, Mary, I'm going with you and help you. And let's see, maybe both of us can get it right. I said, okay. Then uh, he said, let's toast the bread first. So we toast the bread and then spread the peanut butter on and sliced the bananas and put on and uh, put them into the skillet and kept turning them with the spatula and turn them till they got heated all the way through. Then I take them and cut them, put them on the platter and take them back to me. And he said, that's what I want, that's right. And then smile. So that is... Uh, Elvis's personal chef in 1996 talking about the Elvis. Uh, yeah, her name is 
Mary Jenkins Langston. Uh, this was part of a, a documentary. And to me, this is enough proof. Mm. It's real. And not only do we know that it's real, we know now how Elvis liked to make it um, at 2 a.m. Uh, or have Mary make it. Toast it first. Sliced banana. Yeah. Thick. They look fairly thick slices too on yeah, the video. Yeah. And then basically deep fried in butter. Like Wait, there was so was much it butter in that or pan. smooth? I think it looked smooth. It looked smooth to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Smooth peanut butter. And it looked kind of like cheap peanut. Or well, like not cheap, but like um, not like fancy natural peanut Definitely butter. Definitely. N- there's nothing fancy and natural about it. That was, it was probably Skippy brand. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not only do we know that it was real, we know how it's done. So my days of internet sleuthing are probably over yeah, now. Great I think detective proven, work. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, thank you to the real de- real detectives, the real journalists from BBC Four uh, 20 years ago. It's 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what even is time? <laughs> so what did we talk about? Um, I talked about weird peanut butter combinations peanut butter hacks and how you can put it on a cheeseburger and I also made cream of peanut butter soup the 1901 recipe I talked about PB&J and its roots in the US military uh, I talked about whether peanut butter was ever banned in Soviet Russia as per Stranger Things and I introduce you to Mary Jenkins Langston Elvis Presley's personal chef I'm going to make a one of those Elvis sandwiches one day. One day this week, I reckon. I hope you make it to 42 years old, <laughs> just like the king. Um, so, yeah, you can vote for whose um, facts and stories you found most interesting on our Instagram, which is in Greedopedia. Um, we'll put a little poll up a week after this goes up. And, yeah. You'll all vote for him. It'll be great. <laughs> Um, I did like bring in food for all three of my facts. Whilst I appreciate your sandwich, it just it just shows the effort a, that I put in. I made a PB and J. Come on, it is better than what you usually do. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.